the dawn of Mysaris arrives. The souls, souls of, of the, the sacrifice, sacrifice let us rise. Captain, medium, keeper, hostess, director, nurse. Circling the one who would keep them secure, our dual spilled blood will leave all for the pure. Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is it. This is chapter 10 of our Children of Mysaris arc. Everything is coming to a head. The cultists are trying to turn the world into some creepy Mysaris-approved demon world. It's, it is not good, but I should be able to save it, right? I'm a security guard. I'll be fine. Each episode, we are joined by guests to help me on my quest to defeat these cultists. And this episode... Our guests are David and Lisa Spira of Roomescape Artists. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, so, so you two run, I, I, would, I would say A, but I think I should just say the Escape Room blog with a big capital T. And you've been doing that for how long now? It's been about four years, and thank you for that kind introduction. <laughs> yeah, normally the first thing we do is ask people, so have you done any escape rooms before? Never. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah. No, <laughs> escape what? <laughs> so what sort of count are you at at the moment? We are just approaching 600 escape rooms. Oh, oh that's terrifying. <laughs> oh, that is a lot. That is many more than we have done. <laughs> it's an accident. It just happened. Yeah, we really didn't mean to have it happen. How do you not lose count after that many? You just make it Google up. Google Sheets. Uh, organization. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, well, hopefully these are somewhere in the top 400 of those rooms. Um, as, as an experience. Um, have you played many, obviously I'm sure you have, many of the other non-physical escape room variations at home games, board games, things like that? We've played and reviewed tons of at-home games and uh, truth be told, we've been fans of yours for a long time. Aww. So we've been waiting like a year to um, <laughs> be on an episode. So we're really excited about that. Ah, wonderful. Well, you suffered through those first few episodes and you've made it to here. So we should be good to to get started. Yep, let's do this thing. So just as a couple of little notes, this is the only one for those listening and who play along at home and who organize it with their friends afterwards. This is the only one out of all 10 parts of Children of Mysaris that is actively designed for three people. So if anyone wants to do it with different numbers of people, there will actually need to be little adjustments based on that. There are also some ties to the earlier episodes, some throwbacks and things that are of a little bit of importance. So it helps to have listened to the previous ones and to know a bit about that, to know where you're going here. And that's about it. So without further preamble, Bill, oh, you're in this church. You turn away from the priest and you head to the door. You aren't sure where you're going to go, what you're going to do, but, I mean, there's got to be something. Maybe your map will help? I mean, it's taken you every step of the way so far. You pull it out of your pocket and you unfold it, and a strange smell hits your nostrils. Oh. The priest, you realize, has followed closely behind you and is now holding something they weren't before. Oh, no. A bottle. <laughs> And a cloth which they're shoving up to your face. <laughs> they're trying to chloroform you. I mean, that's not too bad because you've read actually that chloroform takes several minutes to work. So you could probably just keep walking away until you feel a prick in your arm. The chloroform <laughs> was a distraction while they injected you with a real drug. Oh, this is not good for my health. No, your final thought before you black out is actually, oh, twice in one day, that can't be good. <laughs> no. When you wake up, you're somewhere dark and enclosed. Uh -huh. The first thing you do is pat yourself down, and you're extremely upset to find out that your belongings are gone. Oh no, uh, did I really own anything? I, I had like a pen, and a set of keys. <laughs> that sort of thing. Your map. A map. Poor map. You attempt to stand up, but you bump your head on an extremely low ceiling. Ow. Feeling around with your hands, you feel walls within reach on all sides. Ooh. You're in a cube. A cube? You can't see out of it, but somewhere off to one side, you hear a voice. Hello? Hello? Is someone there? Yes, yes. And then from further away still, you hear another voice. Hello? Oh, that sounds quite close for far away. <laughs> now, these other two voices 
can tell you a little bit about what's going on here. These children of Mysaris, yep, they've got some cubes. They're prison cells. Prison cubes. They're little prison cubes for when someone gets in their way. David and Lisa, you don't know exactly where this is, but you must still be in Peter's Point. And if there's a way to get out, you haven't found it yet, but you haven't been here for all that long either. And the reason you know as much of this as you do is that you're children of Mysaris. <gasps> well, at least you were. I mean, genetically you are, but as the night progressed and you became aware of what the other children's plan was, you refused to go along with it. Getting power is cool. Setting puzzles all over town is cool. <laughs> but literally murdering people for your power, eh, you're not so okay with that. So they threw you in here until the reforming of the Earth was complete so you couldn't get in the way. And Bill, you find this interesting. Hmm. Because so they couldn't get in the way sounds like there's something to get in the way of. There is still some way to stop this. David and Lisa, you know what that is. There is absolutely a way. And it is to draw the blood of the eldest child. Oh no. Easy. Who's the eldest child? Do we know? Oh, I mean, that could be a bit of a problem, as well as doing it while you're stuck in a cube. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So so we need to get ourselves out of these cubes, figure out who the eldest child is, and go stab him. That sound good to you guys? I'm just here for the puzzles. <laughs> well, Bill is in charge of stabbing. All right, I'll do the stabbing. You solved the puzzle. I've already made, we've made it very clear that we do not want to be involved in all the murdery bits. That's why we're in the cubes. But, but I will say, if there's a puzzle that involves murder, we do like to do well at puzzles. Okay. I'll <laughs> Man, pull the trigger. You go straight for the murder option. It just said spill the blood. You had to spill your own blood last episode. That's true. It's probably my blood anyway. I'm probably the eldest child of my Cyrus. Oh, then you already stopped it. Great, episode's done. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the cubes forever, though. <laughs> okay, well, first things first. We gotta get out of our cubes. Do all our cubes look the same? So you each have your own cube. They're not high enough to stand, large enough to sit sort of comfortably. There is heaps of dust lining them. You can't even tell if the walls are transparent or not. Oh. Are they actually cubes? Like, what, what's the shape that we're, we're feeling around? They, they seem, from what you can tell, to be pretty perfect cubes. Are they, are they barred like jails? No, they are okay. solid. Okay. Do we know how we got in them? Like, where the door was? Oh, uh, no, you were just totally drugged out of it. You uh, assume that there are air holes somewhere because you're breathing, but... These Cyrus people really, really like drugging people. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the puzzle. Can I, if I feel around the walls, can I feel anything on the cube, in so the cube? You start to sort of wipe away the dust. Ew, you're getting lots of muck on your hands in this series. So, Bill, you wipe away some of this dust and grime as you feel around, and you do notice a couple of things. One, the walls are transparent, after all, underneath all the oh. grime. And yes, one of the walls is not smooth, like you assumed. It's bumpy, and you keep wiping, and eventually you get a pretty good look at what these bumps are. They're buttons. Oh. And you, Bill, have an image of what this looks like. Oh, okay. Now, Lisa and David, if you feel around your cubes as well, Lisa, you also find some buttons. And you have an image of what those look like. Ah, yes, I do. Feeling too. I like to feel things. Sorry, David, you don't have buttons. (laughs) But you do have something. It's what looks like... Four really small lights in a horizontal row, and then another identical row right underneath that, and they're not on. Um. So I found I found these buttons. I don't know what your buttons look like, Lisa. Shall I describe to you what my buttons are like? Yeah. Tell me what your buttons are like. Uh, David, you just sit back and let the real puzzlers <laughs> solve the puzzles here. <laughs> so my buttons, I've got. It's like a a, a three by three square of buttons so it's three rows of three uh and they each have a they each have a capital letter on them so from the top left going across and then the next row then the next row it is d for dennis b for bill j for james then n for nancy e for erasmus 
<laughs> R Best for, phonetic alphabet ever. R for Reagan. O for Oliphant, like Timothy Oliphant. Um, H for Holmes. And I for Indigo. So that's okay. D-B-J-N-E-R-O-H-I. Uh, so do you have something similar, Lisa? I do. I also have a three by three of buttons um, that are also lettered. Better get ready to come up with some fun names. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I have across the top, same as you did. I have C as in Christmas. Yep. And then Y as in ukulele. <laughs> no, I won't do it that way. Sorry. <laughs> You know, you uh, play the ukulele. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Y is in yes, buttons. Good. Uh, I have K as in kite. Mm-hmm. I have D, and then on the next row, I have D as in David. Mm-hmm. T as in try to escape the cube. Good. <laughs> U as in... Ukulele. The t- right, ukulele. Right. <laughs> <laughs> S, which is not like psychology, that's just S. <laughs> yep, good. <laughs> e, as in elephant. And O, like ostrich. All right. Okay, so we've got, we've got two sets of, of, of like number squares. Or letter yeah. squares. Buttons. I, letter buttons. <laughs> what are, I can't see anything specific that connects those two. Can you? Um, well, we both have D and we both have E and O. Yes, yes, but they're not in the same areas. They're not areas. in the same places. If I just start pushing buttons, does anything happen in, in David's cell? I press the... Tell the, me which buttons you press. I press the E in the centre of my square. Nothing happens, but it stays pressed in. Oh, okay. So they're binary switches. I press them all in from the... Tell me which ones you press. Okay, I press from so the top. I just e. go. I just go from the top left. I go D B J. Okay, so you pressed E first of all. Yep. And now you press D B J. Yep. All Anything right. happening? Your buttons will depress themselves, and David, something will happen in yours. Ooh. Okay. The top four lights turn red, 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 and yellow. Ooh. So it seems to me that we're looking for a four-button series to push, and I'm not sure what red or yellow means, but I'm guessing red means wrong, and maybe yellow means that you're close, maybe in proximity. You know what I think it might be? Have you ever played the game Mastermind? Yeah, you're, that's, you're right. It, so, so yellow would be the right, the right um, letter, in the wrong but place. the wrong position. Yeah. So the fourth button you pushed was the J. Was the J. Okay. So I'm gonna on my on my square. I'm gonna so the D is wrong. Yeah. B is wrong and the E is wrong. Yes. And the J is right, but it's not in the fourth place. Right. That's exactly. Correct. Okay. Do we want to all to get together, try and solve my buttons, and then solve yours? I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Let's solve your buttons first, and then we'll deal with Lisa's. All right. So what do we want to do? Is that as my next shout out? What my next my next uh, pattern will be. Let's do the J first, because J's usually sure. go at the beginning of words, not the end. Okay, that makes sense. Shall I just then do the next one? Shall I just do J-N-R-O? Yeah, do that. Jinro? Okay. Our four lights are now green, yellow, red, and yellow. So that means that the J is in the, in the correct position, and the, uh, the second and fourth ones that we, that we had there are correct. So the N yes. and the O are correct, but there is no R. Is it joined? It could be, it joined. Could be joined. I bet it's joined. Um, I'm going to try J-O-I-N. Do it. For join. All green. I'm so okay. impressed. Well, my buttons are done. Do they stay depressed? These ones now stay pressed. All right. Um, Lisa, what do you want to start with on yours? They seem to actually be words. Yeah, so what, I mean, we could go for what we might want to join, that's a four-letter word, or we could just start pushing buttons. I just start pushing buttons. Okay, so I just pushed the first buttons. C-Y-K-D? Okay. Three reds, and the last one was a yellow. So the D is in the word, but not in the final position. 
Alright, get out of here, CYK. So there's a D somewhere. Yes. Let's start with the D. I would, oh. We could start with I D. think I know what the second word is. I think I know what the second word is. What do you think the second word is? I think the word is dots. That looks pretty good. D-O-T-S. I'm really feeling good about that. Let's push those buttons. Push those buttons. All right, you press those buttons. All green. Hey! So, David, all the eight lights in your cube have turned green, and as soon as they do, a hissing noise comes from above you. Bill and Lisa, you hear the same thing. It's the hiss of moving air of a pressure seal being removed <gasps> as the lids of your cubes are lifting. Oh, nice. Oh, I clamber out. You, you are thrown in <laughs> just from dropped. somewhere high above. You hardly push your way out and come face to face with each other at last. Oh, <laughs> I'm much uglier than you thought I was. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why the children of my Thars didn't understand that I voluntarily get locked up in puzzles all the time. They really didn't need to drug me for this. look there's no time for proper introductions and proper questioning right now you've got an eldest child of mysaris to track down you appear to have been stuck in a basement which explains how dim the light is in here and the three of you fumble for an exit david you're the one who comes across the stairs first and you call out to the others you're free you're free i found stairs (laughs) and you're in the yacht club oh okay okay Okay. Yeah, back where you found Captain Green several episodes ago. Wait, so we were underneath the yacht yeah. club? We come upstairs? And yeah. We... Oh. You're just in the foyer of the yacht club. There was a door that you hadn't noticed there last time you were here. Everybody knows that yacht clubs are the root of all nefariousness. Okay, so they knocked you unconscious and dragged you to the yacht club. Sure. Yeah. You rush towards the front doors so you can escape back into town. But when the doors come into sight, something catches your attention on the floor. There's a piece of paper, scrunched up and torn, and something else. It's a badge. Bill, you pick it up, and on the front are the words, Peter's Point Security. (gasps) Derek! It's not your badge. Yours has certain bits that are worn away and things like that that you're very familiar with. I've drawn a big smiley face on it. It must be Derek's. Oh no! And as for the paper, it's your map. But to your dismay, a whole chunk has been ripped away from one corner. Half the park is gone, as is the mayor's office. Oh, it was such a great map. And here I have your map. Oh, I've been handed an actually ripped piece with of paper. a surprisingly neat rip taken out of it, because I didn't want to risk doing it by hand, so I did it with scissors. Okay, so... <laughs> well, you head outside, first of all. You don't see any children of Mysaris, but you do notice something strange about the ocean beside you. It sort of looks like the water is rising up then evaporating very quickly. And now that you're thinking about it, the air itself feels thick with salt and humidity in such a way that's not normal even for a beach town. David and Lisa, this doesn't surprise you at all because Mysaris, your common ancestor, was an underwater breather. Like some sort of monster mermaid creature. Oh no. And if the children are trying to reform Peter's point to match Mysaris's environment, changing the air so it's more water than gas would absolutely be the first step. The humans would die and you would thrive. Not that it feels much like thriving yet, it definitely feels like it's going to choke you if it gets much worse. So you need to stop these children quickly before anyone drowns. But where are they? I'm assuming Dave and Lisa don't know where they are? No. No, no, um, they drugged us. If I, if I can, um, I've got this map now, right, which looks just like the normal town map. I don't know if you've seen it in any of our previous episodes. It's got things all around the, the, the world, but the corner has been ripped out, so I can't see the mayor's office and half of the park. Mm, bit of park, bit of ocean. Would it have been torn out because that's where we need to go? And they think, oh, if they can't see the mayor's office, they won't go there. I've seen Buffy. We should probably go to the mayor's office. He's probably up no good. <laughs> It's so torn up and ragged. You actually think it looks just like an accidental tear that happened. Oh. I don't know. Can you think of anything that might indicate where we should be going? Is there anything else marked on the map? Anything unusual or that was done to it since you last held it? No, it seems to be as normal. Now, there are a few places on the map we never went. We we never went to the storage units. We never went to the the, uh, amusement park. And we never really went down to the beach either. Some of those places sound way more fun than others. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, we could go to the. There's a car park. We could go to the car park or the parking lot if you'd prefer. I mean, that's where we would go if we were expecting a clandestine meeting. Oh, that's true. Does the security 
badge? Does the badge tell us anything about where we need to go? Yeah. Sorry, the badge seems perfectly normal. I throw it away. <laughs> no, I keep it. As a memento of my definitely dead friend. Um, <laughs> join the join dots. The dots. Join the dots. Okay, what? So I got to join. All right, so I've got on my map all of these these dots that are that like. How would I know? Connect them the numbers like a picture. Yes. Okay. Mm. All right. Oh, or maybe the order in which we went to places. So I'm going to start from. Obviously, we can't do number one because that was the mayor's office, right? Episode one. But if I start from episode two, which was at the boathouse where we currently are, number two was the was the well. If we go, if we go through that the the, the poem. So it was Captain Medium, right? So, so the episode after that was in the occult store. Or the following one would have been the zoo. Then the zoo. And then where do we go after that? It was the hostess, wasn't it? Episode five was with uh, little girl Nelson. Yes. Oh, this is looking good. Uh, then we went to the movie studio, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it was the school. Yep. And then... And the church. We went down to the church. Yes. And now that I've drawn that... And you're now back at the boathouse. Finish it off. And I'm now back at the boathouse. I have drawn a gigantic arrow over this map that points directly to the amusement park. Yay! Oh, good. That's the place I thought would be the most fun. (laughs) Really? You didn't want to go to the storage units? I was thinking about it. Uh, Let's go. Let's run to the amusement park. Uh, it's all the way across town. This is going to take forever. Let's you should, drive you should to really go to the park. car park first and get a car. I mean, everyone's apathetic. We could just steal their cars. As soon as you approach the amusement park, you know you've got the right place. It just has that that feeling, that wrongness that follows the children of Mysaris wherever they go. You don't see anybody around, but then you wouldn't expect many guests. It must be approaching midnight. You pass under a sign saying Peters Point Amusement Park and look around. Right in front of you is an automated ticket machine, and to either side of it are snack vendors. One selling fairy floss, cotton candy in America, right? Yes. And so that was one of the vendors, and the other sells deep fried ice cream. Ooh, let's get some of that. But not yet, let's see the whole place. Off to the left, you see two big stalls for carnival games, one for ring toss, and one of the row of clowns game. Off to the right is a large setup of dodgem cars, or bumper cars? Bumper cars. Further in, in the upper left corner of the park is a merry-go-round, and in the upper right corner is a haunted house. And right in the centre back is the Ferris wheel, which towers over the rest of Peter's Point. And on a platform at the very top of that Ferris wheel, even in the dark of night, you see the silhouette of a person. (gasps) You've got them. This eldest child, you assume, if you can reach them. Now, is the Ferris wheel going around? No, actually, the most obvious thing about it is that it is not running. The cars aren't moving except for, you know, swaying in the wind. The whole thing normally lights up the skyline, but since it's off, you can't see much detail. But the person standing on the platform up the top is definitely there, definitely not moving, maybe watching you? Ooh, creepy. Off to the right of the Ferris wheels platform, you can see all the electrical, powery equipment stuff attached to it, but none of the huge, bulky cables seem to be connected to anything that could actually generate power. Okay. So it's... Obviously got a pretty big chunk missing. So the Ferris wheel isn't plugged in. Correct. <laughs> the Ferris wheel is not plugged in. Okay, so is that it? That is it. Look around. I want to eat deep fried ice cream. All right, you go to the deep fried ice cream cart, and this cart is split into two sections. One is the freezer full of all the containers of ice cream. The other is the large deep fryer. There's an ice cream scoop sitting on top of the freezer, as well as a tray of biscuit crumbs for dipping. But if you actually wanted to make yourself deep fried ice cream, I'm sorry, there's no oil in the fryer. Oh no. Is there ice cream in the freezer? Oh, there's definitely ice cream. Lots of it. Go to town. You've broken our hearts, but okay. Well, what about the what about the cotton candy fairy floss place? This one's interesting. It's not something you've seen before. This cart is actually automatic, much like the ticket oh, machine beside fine. it. There's a box where you insert a token and then the fairy floss is made inside the machine where you can't see it. Then there's a big compartment with a see-through door on the front and you reach in and you grab the fairy floss once it's ready. 
It doesn't take money, though. It takes tokens. Uh, I don't have any tokens. I want tokens. I try and insert the security guard badge. It does not fit, even a little bit. <laughs> Damn. Like, not even close. It really <laughs> is just a bizarre embarrassment that you did that. Fine. All right, where else? Where are we going? All right, David, you choose. Oh, let's, as long as we're sticking around the front of this place, let's take a look at this ticketing machine. This one's exactly like any automatic ticket machine you'd find at a train station. You put money in, ticket comes out. It's old enough that it doesn't have a slot for a credit card, oh, funnily enough. I put some money in. Uh, you do not have money on you. Oh, no. After being in those queues. Did they rob us? Uh, you, you were ransacked. Oh, no. Wow. Drugged and robbed. <laughs> okay, well, we need some money to get tickets. To get tokens. To get tokens. <laughs> to get fairy floss. That's a real goal here, right? That's, that is absolutely what we're shooting for. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, those, those, that was a bit of a bust. <laughs> what else can we look at? Uh, let's take a look at the, uh, the bumper car. Let's do something fun. You have to climb a few stairs to get onto the Dodgem car rink? Yeah, stage. rink is a good word. On it are about a dozen cars, all powered off and to one side. The ceiling, you know, has a mesh grid attached, which conducts electricity. You know, how they work. The floor is electrical, the roof is electrical, and you create a up-down circuit to get the cars moving. Can yeah. we steal power cables from these things? Well, the issue is none of the car's poles actually reach all the way up to the ceiling like they're supposed to. It's like the tops of them have been snapped off or pulled out to disable oh, no. them. Oh, that said, judging by the lack of sound and light coming from the rink, you suspect the electricity might be shut off here anyway. Hmm. Is there, like there was with the Ferris wheel, hmm. is there any sort of like huge thick cable coming out of the back of the whole rink that there can power it up? There is not. You wonder if maybe all the electrical business for this one is actually sort of underneath it, maybe even running underground somewhere. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, let's check out this row of clowns. So this row of clowns, it's the carnival game where you've got your row of clown heads that rotate from side to side, and you have to put balls in their mouths that fall down their throats, and like a pachinko-style game, they fall into certain columns and give you points, depending on where they land. Okay. Do you know this one? Not really, but I'm eager to play it. I've, I've never seen this game, but let's do it. Ah. Oh, they're so creepy. They're so they're, they're, they're always these really, really like old-school... Just scary-faced clowns with their mouths in a perpetual, like, shocked expression so that they have big open mouths, just slowly turning from left to right, and it is incredibly creepy. And you have to shove balls down their mouth. Yeah. I've updated my drawing for the shocked <laughs> mouths. Now, the clown heads are rotating, but there are no balls in sight. Oh, okay. Are the numbers that the ball would drop into, are they, do they seem they pretty seem normal? They seem like regular points, yes. Okay. So let's take a look at the uh, the ring toss. So in this ring toss display, there are two rows of sturdy metal blocks towards the back of the tent. The blocks in the row closer to you are tall and quite thin, maybe the size of drink bottles. They look pretty easy to hook a ring over if you've got good aim. The back row, though, along with being further away, are twice as thick, if not more. So you'd need to toss a ring in exactly the right way to get it over. Virtually impossible, you know how it is. While there's nobody running the stall, obviously, it doesn't look like there needs to be. There's a sign saying that the metal blocks have internal sensors, and if you successfully toss a ring, a prize will be automatically dispensed from a box around the side. You look around the side, there is indeed a box, it just looks like a vending machine, only with no buttons or place to insert money. Something electrical is going on here, obviously. And it is, and it is powered up. This seems to be working, yeah. I'm going to cheat and just go and climb over the thing and drop the uh, drop, drop the rings onto the, uh, the hardest bottles. Unfortunately, you don't have any rings. Oh. Oh. Well, eventually I'm going to do this. But we just came from a yacht club. Why didn't we bring the flotation devices? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay. Well, we need, so we need to find some rings. We need to find some balls. We need to supply power to some things. We need to open so we can get cotton candy. Yeah, exactly. It's all coming down to the cotton candy. And we have no oil. Um, yeah, we need the prior no oil, oil, too. That, the, priority. Yeah, can we, can, we, uh, can we get the oil out of one of the bumper cars? <laughs> We're just like... What? Is one of the prizes for the ring toss a big bucket of oil? You don't know. 
Ah, oh, that's right. They're all Could be. <laughs> Probably tokens. God, I hope oh. not. <laughs> well, we should keep searching because, you know, we don't want to search fail. Yeah, you've hit, like, every dead end first. Yeah, this right? is quite cool. Um, Maybe we should go... Okay, we've got merry-go-round, Ferris wheel with an evil person standing on top who we're just ignoring, uh, or the haunted house. Well, I think we should go to the merry-go-round because haunted houses are scary, so we should save that for last. <laughs> sure. I, I also pause in the middle of the park and wave gleefully at the person at the top of the Ferris wheel and yell up to them, we're going to get you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I've drawn a picture Look, of David on my map at the center of the park. <laughs> the person on top of the Ferris wheel doesn't visibly react, but you know that they felt that. <laughs> they, they know what's coming to them. So you approach the merry-go-round. This thing is such an antique. You aren't even sure if it works anymore. It might just be to look at now. It's water-themed. It's got seahorses to ride and clamshells, sharks, dolphins. You approach the control panel that the ride operator would use to take a look at it. As you suspected, its paint is peeling. It's dusty with disuse. However, on the floor here, there appears to be a door that leads into the ground. Perhaps to a maintenance tunnel. You poke around and find that on this control panel in front of you, there's a section to swipe an ID card. And above it is a label that says access. Oh, okay. I swiped the security guard uh, badge. (laughs) You don't know how things work. (laughs) Look, the guy's been like chloroformed and drugged like multiple times today. (laughs) His brain is a little fried. We got to come. You're right. Making fun of him is not good anymore. How rude. Uh, okay, I think it's time for the haunted scary house. I think so too. I cling to the two of you in fear as we approach its door. Look, unlike some of the other attractions, this one seems to be working just fine. Oh, good. You wonder if it has its own separate power source from everything else. Seems to be the case. It's the type of haunted house where you actually go and you sit in a car on rails as it takes you inside ah. and scary things jump out at you. The cars must be on a timer rather than activated by a person because every minute or so, a new one slowly rolls out of the house, past the entrance, and then goes in again. It would be easy to jump on and take a ride. Does it fit three people? Yeah. Let's get in. I wave up to the guy and yell, hey, do you want to join us for a, for a ride? Uh, again, no response, but you know that there's a part of their heart that really wants to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you hop in one of the moving cars and you roll into the haunted house. It's surprisingly pretty dark the first few minutes are just a bunch of jump scares that honestly don't make you jump that much i'm a vampire yeah fake swinging axes fake bats flying at you red eyes flashing on the walls then they sort of give up on that and just roll you past various scary looking scenes that might remind you of a movie you saw once that creeped you out So you've got like a vampire rising out of a coffin, a couple of witches stirring a cauldron of yellow liquid. Is the yellow liquid oil? (gasps) Might be. You're in a ride. You can't like, (laughs) man, let's let's finish the ride first. (laughs) So you've got the sound of a chainsaw playing through a speaker. And weirdly, there's a full sized swimming pool in here as well. As you stare at it, trying to understand, you spot something interesting. There are some circular panels inside the pool. Three on different walls and one on the floor. They look like they could be pushed. The car keeps slowly rolling and in another minute you'll be back outside. Can we jump out of the car? You can. It's not really advisable from a ride safety perspective, but, I mean, no one's watching you, I guess. You can break the rules. (laughs) Yeah, we jump out. All right, Rebels, you jump out. The car keeps going without you. Um, okay, so we got these four scenes to check out. Where do you want to go? I want to go and poke the buttons. In the pool. Oh, man. Okay. They're pretty low down in the water in the pool. You're going to jump Absolutely. in? Absolutely. I'm just going to dive on in and swim on down and push them. All right. So, David, you jump into this pool and you take a breath and you make your way right down to the bottom where these button panel things are. You press one of them and it seems to take a long time to push in like it's just not going all the way and it's the slowest thing millimeter by millimeter and eventually you just run out of breath you have to come up for air okay (gasps) and when you go back down it's come all the way back out again it's depressed itself so we need like a device to poke these with 
maybe if there's three of them, maybe we need to push them simultaneously. If we all jump in and push a button at the same time, do they go any faster? Can we try that? Are you are you willing to get wet? I begrudgingly get wet. All right. All right. Does with, that work any better? With a lot of negative emotions in the air, you jump into the water and you go to. So there were the three wall panel buttons yep. and the one on the bottom. Yeah, I think we'll just just the walls. Yeah, I think there's three walls. Why don't we just hit them? All right. You all simultaneously press these three wall things. Unfortunately, they all are going ah. at a super crazy slow pace. You hold on as long as you can, but your lungs are just killing you. You have to resurface. Sorry. Sorry. They come back out so much quicker than they went in. Is there anything else around this pool that we really should be taking a look at? Hmm. Well, I mean, there's still that button on the floor. Does that do anything? Hmm. Oh, the, the, the the fourth button at the base of the yeah, pool? I, I, do, I do a quick surface dive down and uh, try to push that button. The one on the bottom actually doesn't seem to press in at all. <laughs> It's it's an even worse button than the rest. Ugh. Yeah, I've no idea. Is there like a filtration system we can take a look at? See if there's anything trapped in there? You cannot see anything of note. Does the does the one at the bottom of the pool, rather than push, can you can you pull it? Does it like open up? It looks like it kind of looks like going out is more its default thing, but there's nowhere for your hands to go to make that happen. But mm. you might have something there. Yeah, maybe maybe there's something else we can do that will like lift that and it will drain the. Can pool. I use the badge to pry it? Yeah, let's use the badge. Okay, I think I, I probably should have clarified the size of this one. It's significantly larger this round panel than that. It's not a tiny button. Okay, so it's a big thing. It's quite big. Yeah, maybe at some point that'll like open up and drain the pool, and then we can press the buttons for however long we want. And then I'll be really mad at both of you that I got wet. <laughs> we'll get you some deep fried ice cream and warm you up. <laughs> That's how that works. And then cool you down immediately afterwards. Okay. Well, we do have these other scenes to check out. We wanted to see if that cauldron was full of oil, didn't we? Yeah. Can we go to the witch's cauldron? All right, you go up to the witch's cauldron and, well, the yellow liquid in it does not look as artificial as you might have thought. It smells kind of like cooking. Okay, I think that's the oil. All right, we grab the cauldron. Is it detachable? (laughs) As long as two of you sort of wrench it from place and carry it, yeah, it actually moves pretty easily out of place. Take the cauldron out to the ice cream shop. Yeah, we leave the haunted house. We've got oil now. This is our only real goal. <laughs> okay, so you head back to the deep fried ice cream with your cauldron of oil. Oh, yeah. And you pour from the cauldron into the deep fryer. It looks about right. You could start heating it up immediately if you wanted to. Yeah, let's make some ice cream. Yeah, let's do it. We need ice cream because we're freezing cold from the water. Exactly. So the deep frying warms us up. Uh, yeah, that's how I dry off. All right, so with your newly gained expert deep fried ice cream making skills, you get this thing going, you scoop the ice cream into perfect spheres, crumb them up, and hold them in the oil until they've turned a deep crispy brown, and they look pretty great. Um, I eat one, and a key comes out of the middle of the ice cream ball. No, you just feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> All right, fine. It tastes great. It tastes great. <laughs> Okay, well, did we achieve anything there or do we just now have deep fried ice cream? Is there some way that, like, having oil in a deep fryer is going to help us solve a puzzle? Do you think, guys? Um, I- I'm not feeling great about the odds here. Is there anything that we need to deep fry? <laughs> oh, can- how big is a deep fried ice cream wait, wait, ball? Yeah, yeah, we can use oh, the deep uh, fried ice cream balls as the balls for the, um, for the clowns. Yeah, is it about the size of a clown's mouth? I, I guess you could say it. <laughs> I mean, we're making them, right? We yeah. can make them whatever size we want. Let's, let's yeah. make them the right That's size. True. Let's, let's, make them, let's, let's do make it. Clowns of ice cream. We set up an assembly <laughs> line where I start frying deep fried ice cream balls, which I toss to Bill, who tosses to David, who throws into the clown's mouth. shoves them in clown mouths. Yeah, let's do it. Well, with the fried biscuit outer layer, the ice cream holds its shape. These perfect spheres totally match the balls from the Row of Clowns game. So you pick your favourite clown. Scariest, least scary. One that looks most like he's seen as nightmares. The scariest one first. All right, you pick the scariest clown and you play. And 
Okay, either the ice cream is somehow helping, or this game is way easier than you remembered from your childhood, because it doesn't take you long to get the balls where they need to go to win the grand prize. A tinny voice comes from the clown, and it says, Congratulations! And you feel something bump into your shin. It's a door. It's just a little wooden door in the front of the clown's stand. You didn't know it was there before, but you crouch down and you pull out your prize. It basically explodes out as soon as you touch it because it was so cramped in this little thing. It's a giant stuffed gorilla, at least twice as big as you. It must have been pressure vacuum sealed in there to fit. It's pretty nice. Uh, who, who's going to carry oh, I'm it? I'm snuggling that thing. All right, David, you take a look at your new companion and you realize it's wearing something around its neck. It's got a lanyard on <gasps> with an official looking ID hanging from it. I take it and then I eagerly run to the merry-go-round, waving once again at the guy up top and saying, I'm coming for you. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to get you. I pocket a few extra ice cream balls in case we get hungry later and run after David. <laughs> Seems fair. The person on top of the Ferris wheel sees what they think is a giant gorilla screaming at them now. <laughs> so you sense confusion. All right. So you've gone back to the merry-go-round. Oh, yeah. You swipe that ID in the control panel, right? Oh, absolutely. That was what you were doing? Before we do, oh, I take the security guard badge uh-huh. and I just pin it to the gorilla to make it look like he is a Peters Point security officer. <laughs> David, do you allow this? Absolutely. All right. Cool. All right. I've solved that puzzle. Take that one off. Okay. You swipe the ID in the control panel and the door in the floor to the maintenance tunnel pops open. You swing it the rest of the way and you find a narrow staircase leading down. It's not too far, not enough to be really creepy. It's just a small room full of electronics and big machines. The biggest, with a lever marked on slash off, and currently in the off position, is marked ride electricity. Oh, I I flipped the switch. Machines start humming and vibrating, and you emerge from the maintenance area to see that the merry-go-round and the Dodgem Cars rink are now lit up. The Ferris wheel, though, you know, for obvious reasons, still not moving. Oh, the, the, the dodgems are lit up as well. Yes. So we have two rides now that are activated. Yes. Awesome. I give a, cere- a celebratory high five to my gorilla friend. He seems happy. You know these things. He says. You're intuitive. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, we've got two working rides now. Where, where do we want to go? Well, we, we're right at the merry-go-round, so we run up the stairs and get on those sea creatures. Yeah, I jump on an octopus. All right, well, only two of you can ride it because one would need to be at the ride activation control oh, panel. Well, David can't ride it because he's holding the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. I'm already having my fun. I'm going to let you guys have fun. <laughs> All right, so you get on the ride. Yep, I'm on an octopus. Bill and Lisa. Lisa, what are you on? Um, I'm on a seahorse. Cool. And you have a ride. David, you're not very good at controlling the speed, so Maximum it's... Maximum power! <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of an unusual merry-go-round journey for you, but you have fun. Oh, that was boring. Uh, Not everything's a puzzle, guys. You've used this merry-go-round a lot already. (laughs) All right, right, so we run over to the bumper cars. We're a little bit dizzy, but we managed to walk a pretty straight line. So the ceiling of these Dodgem cars rink is sizzling with electricity now, but the cars still aren't moving because their metal poles don't actually reach the ceiling. Right. None of that power is making it to the vehicles. Yeah. Because, yeah, someone's removed, like, the top sections of each of these poles to deactivate the cars. Yeah. I think we need to find something that can work as rings. Yeah, we do need to find something Mm -hmm. that works as rings. Yeah. Uh, And presumably now we also need to find some kind of conductive something or other so we can activate these cars. Yeah. I mean, short of finding something we can cannibalize into to create that connection, I think rings are the next thing that we're looking for yeah um is there possibly something we, we back in the haunted house in those other two scenes the vampire coming out of a coffin covered in rings um <laughs> or the chainsaw sounds coming out of a speaker you take a look around there are a couple of things that you at first think might be hopeful but nothing seems to be okay so the right a... size or shape they're just yeah mm. not quite right do you guys have any other idea where we could find something ringish we could make ice fried ice cream rings Fried ice cream rings. Uh, I don't know if ice cream is the right material. Uh, okay. Um, you know what we never looked at? The wheel du ferris. Yeah. I mean, you did 
did take a look at it to know that it wasn't really working. Yeah, and that, stuff. is there anything else? There's no like. They're not covered of rings. in rings. No. Oh. Sorry. Is there any like cotton candy making rings? Cotton candy making rings. <laughs> yeah, is there a cotton candy machine covered in covered in rings? No, not so much. It's basically just a box. Okay, so so what do we have? Like, what have we done? What do we have? We've got the ice cream machine. We're done with. We fried some ice cream. They turned into balls. Yep. Put them in the clown's mouth. I can't think of anything else that's going to be relevant with that. We have a gorilla. We have a gorilla. Uh, and we he had the ID tag that helped us turn the merry-go-round on and the bumper cars on. The bumper cars aren't functioning because they're not they don't have long enough poles. Uh, the merry-go-round we don't really have anything else to do with uh, that we can see. Right. We still haven't done the ring toss, and we so we don't have tokens, and we can't do cotton candy. We don't have money, so we can't do the ticket machine. We haven't drained the yeah. pool. Yeah, maybe that pool is something we need to interact with again. I'm guessing we can't empty out our cauldron of oil and then slowly um, purge all of the water from the pool with it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't uh, know if we'll have time for that. No, you you feel like your deadline is, would be pushing that. What else do we have going for us? Clowns, merry-go-round. Well, we have the, the, the actual entryway that says, Welcome to Peter's Point. It says Peter's Point Amusement Park. Is that anything? Is that like, here are your complimentary rings? Uh, you go take a look at the sign. It's pretty low. It's an, an extra tall person would have to duck to get under this sign. Okay. The words Peter's Point Amusement Park are not painted on. They're <gasps> shaped bits of hard, maybe leathery material or something that were glued on many, many years ago. Let's use the badge to pry them off. <laughs> Can we perhaps use the badge to pry off the O in Peter's point so it looks like a ring you could probably just use your hands yeah where's the fun in that <laughs> you're really fixating on this badge thing it doesn't take much effort at all you could pull it off with like two fingers and it'll cool. come right off so we have an o from peter's point amusement park hey finally let's go cheat at the ring toss so by cheat at ring toss drop it on the furthest biggest widest you mean like bottle. you actually like skip yeah, over just, the counter just, and walk in oh yeah gonna stop us. yeah all right so you go over to the big one. It's actually not going to fit over the big ones. Oh. So you put it on the little ones. All right. So you stick your ring over one of the smaller metal blocks and it makes a little ding sound. You walk around the side to the prize dispenser, wait for it to dispense, but nothing comes out. Words flash across a tiny screen on the front. Prize jammed. Sorry. Refund given. <gasps> refund? I refund. like refunds. Money. No sooner have you read these words than a jingly jangly sound comes from the dispenser part and a flood of coins is ejected into your hands. Yes. Apparently ring toss is expensive. Are they coins or tokens? These are coins. Okay. So we go to the ticket machine. You got a lot out of the ring toss machine, enough for two tickets. Let's do it. Let's get two tickets. You insert the cash, the machine rumbles, and four little things pop out. Two tickets and two tokens for complimentary fairy floss. Oh, ah. yeah. I throw the tokens away. <laughs> they land right in your cauldron. Dang. Oh. Now we get oily tokens. Okay, should we get some fairy floss? Yeah. yeah let's do it. You insert one of the tokens into the fairy floss machine and at once the machine lights up, starts whirring, and after 20 seconds or so, it stops and you open the door in the front and grab your fairy floss. You expected a bag or maybe a stick of wood with the floss wrapped around it. Instead, you've got a metal stick. <gasps> a metal stick. I think uh, I know what we're doing with this. I hit David with it. No, no, no. We have to save it to beat the guy on top of the ferris wheel. Ah, of course. I wave up at him and say, now we have a metal stick. I asked um, the gorilla let's... to carry it because it's heavy. Okay. Uh, let's let's go over to the bumper cars. We've got a metal stick now. We can finish off one of these bumper car rods. Yeah, you can. You go up to it and that metal stick that you've got fits perfectly at the top of one of the dodgem cars thing. And you now believe that that dodgem car will work. Awesome. All aboard. Let's get in. Can we fit three people in a dodgem car? Yeah, even two is a bit squishy. Let alone three and a gorilla. All right. We'll just put the gorilla in. The, the gorilla door. has a great old time not bumping into anyone because there are no other active cars. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, David, you're going to 
drive this thing around? I drive it around and I bash every car I possibly can, squealing with joy as I do so. I mean, look, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, none of the other cars are active. So it's not as much fun as oh, usual. Oh, then let's get another let's get another thing of fairy floss. Let's use our second token. Oh yeah. Get another get another fairy floss. I can see you driving in circles while you do. Yeah, you just ride the circles. <laughs> David plus gorilla keeps going. Oh, yeah. And yep, Lisa and Bill, you go, you get another token, another fairy floss, another metal stick. Let's another activate another car. car. Alright. You now have two cars ready to drive around. Uh, I don't like driving. <laughs> Lisa, would you like to get in? Absolutely. All right. How, how would you like to go about this? Dodge em carring or bumper carring? Well, What's your strategy? Um, I think we're doing all the bumping over here because that's what they call them in the US. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are you going to do? You're just going to drive around in circles, have a little bit of fun. You're going to mess this this thing up. Oh, no, we're messing it up big time. All right, so you drive to opposite ends of the dodgem <laughs> rink and face each other. Yes. And you press, your, you floor it. You just gun that accelerator. It's still a dodgem car. It's not crazy fast. But you head towards each other in a game of chicken that nobody is going to win or lose. And <laughs> the impact you make is huge. It's so huge, in fact, that it seems to affect the poles that are connecting you to the ceiling. Your metal sticks that you attached give a great flash of electricity, and it's like a firework goes off. The electrical explosion showers you in sparks and sends a huge wave through the entire ceiling grid. It all happens in a split second, but you watch as if in slow motion. The grid lights up, and a spark seems to actually fly off from the Dodgem car rink all the way to the power cables of the Ferris wheel. Oh! And for a split second, this is how electricity works. (laughs) The Ferris wheel's lights light up and it starts moving, but only for a minute. You've only momentarily jolted it to life. The lights go out and it rolls to a halt, but the cars on it have now moved so that one of the cars is at perfect ground level. (gasps) Let's, let's, Let's... Get in. I'm assuming the gorilla has caught fire from the, all those sparks. Oh. No, you think David didn't protect it with his life? Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like me at all. I would, I would definitely protect that gorilla. So, all right. so, so okay, fine. It was thrown from the car in the collision. All right, good. So Bill gets in, and David and I have to just keep creating electric craziness. Honestly. Oh, I think now that, it's, now that it's moved just that little bit, I think this car that we can get into now will have something amazing inside. And I think you may have just wrecked those metal yeah. sticks yeah. from the fairy floss. They were not designed for this. Yeah, bumper cars are broken forever now. Good oh, work, guys. All right. That was what's, in the, what's in the Ferris wheel um, cart? I, open, I, I, I just have a door. I open the door and I look inside. Well, actually, as you approach, the door opens on its own. Oh, that's creepy. Because there's someone in there. Oh! <gasps> Any guesses? Derek. Not Derek. Oh. The gorilla. <laughs> it's someone that you are seeing for the third time today. The mayor's assistant. It's the mayor's assistant. Oh, wow. And he is lunging right at you, Bill. You dodge, but he keeps coming. It's like his life depends on taking you out with how much he is coming at you. And look, he's not even just aiming at you, Bill. He's going after all three of you once David and Lisa get close enough. All of you... Close, but this still isn't easy, even with all three of you basically surrounding him. You have to keep dodging and weaving. One of you even has to dive out of his way at one point because he's just like being totally animalistic about this. As you dodge and you weave and stuff like that, at one point your view is up towards the rest of the Ferris wheel. In the glow of the light from the Dodgem car rink, you see now that almost. now on fire. Sure. You see now that almost every one of the Ferris wheel cars has a person in it. Oh, that's so creepy. The other children of Mysaris. Bill, you don't recognize most of the faces, but for instance, you see Ariana and the little girl who must be Chloe. Oh, no. Niece. You can't look for too long, though, because the Mez assistant backs up, lowers his head, and just full on charges at you in a high speed tackle. Once more, all of you leap out of the way and. Oh no. With a nasty thud, he bashes right into a safety rail and drops. I didn't even get a chance to throw ice cream balls at him. 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, you can do it now. <laughs> I do it anyway. But even though you actually came out of that pretty well, your hearts are pounding. Your pulses are racing. You feel exhilarated. The adrenaline is just coursing through you with more intensity than it ever has before. And you you feel powerful. Oh no, I'm changing. Yeah, <laughs> David, something stirs in your memory. You believe that adrenaline is supposed to speed up the changes caused by oh, the no. reforming ritual. I try to calm down. I breathe. <sighs> the assistant was not trying to stop you. He was trying to change you. Oh no, assistant! So he's pushed you a little bit further into whatever new form the children of Mysaris take. So once again, you'd better get to the eldest child quickly because you don't know how much further this transformation is going to go or even what's happened to you right now. Oh no, so... Okay, so... So the Ferris wheel is still off. There is a person in like every... Every... What are they called? Car. Car. Of the Ferris wheel. There's a car in front of us that we can get into. Mm -hmm. But it's not moving. And the mayor's assistant has knocked knocked himself out. Yep. And we are partially changed. Yes. Uh Aha! What do I do? How have we changed? It's a bit hard to tell, but, you know, you feel... you You don't see any differences about you, but you just feel better. Oh. This exhilarated, powerful, much more just comfortable in your own skin. I feel like I feel like I might be able to push that button harder. <gasps> oh, we are stronger, better, faster, stro- Oh, and probably more able to breathe water. Yeah. I- if we if we're partially transformed into creepy aquatic mycaris monsters, maybe we can just breathe underwater. Let's go try that. Let's Even try I that. am eager to get back in the water. All right, you return to the haunted house. Do you just walk through or do you get in a car like civilized people? No, walk through, kicking everything, smashing mummies, throwing axes around. You're meant to be not increasing your adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Calmly walking, unscared and unfazed. (laughs) Breathing, controlling my breath. You get to the pool and the three of you jump in and... Smash that like button! You go down to the bottom... You press the buttons in. They're still really painfully slow as the three of you press the buttons simultaneously. And eventually holding your breath is, you know, you've been doing it for quite a few seconds. It doesn't work anymore. Just breathe it in. Just breathe it in, baby. Disobeying what seems to be your natural instincts, you inhale. And it works. doesn't feel quite normal, but your lungs aren't being destroyed like if a normal human did it. You could survive like this if you absolutely had to. Maybe you'd even get used to it. And you can definitely press these panels for as long as you need to. I do it. So the three of you press in your panels on the sides and you hold. Two minutes pass. Whoa. Long enough for you to realize just how weird it is to be breathing in water. When the bottom panel suddenly lifts up a few inches... It must have been acting as a plug rather than a button because all the water suddenly starts draining out, drawing you back into regular air. You take a look at this plug and you discover it's it's sort of made up of two parts slotted together. There's a rubbery sort of ring around the outside and a solid circle in the middle okay. that together slot in to make a plug. Pick up that ring in case we want to play the ring part again. There were big rings that we couldn't fit a ring around, weren't there? Do we do that? Do we... Go take this giant thick rubber ring. Let's go toss another ring. All right. So you take this bigger ring, ring, get out of the pool. Normal air feels so boring now. (laughs) And you go over, you jump over the counter again so that you can cheat. You drop your big ring over the large metal boxes. It fits perfectly. You hear the little happy you win sound and you go over to the prize machine you find you've won something unusual, bit unorthodox. Maybe no one ever expected this to be the prize, or maybe someone just stuffed this object in the prize dispenser, hoping that was a good hiding place. Mm. It seems to be a portable power generator. Oh! That's what I always wanted. (laughs) Well, let's let's do it, guys. Let's go plug that thing in. All right, so it takes a bit of fumbling, but things are relatively well labeled. It's quite it's quite convenient, actually. So you go back to the Ferris wheel and you attach the cables to your generator in the only spots that they seem to go. 
you hope it has enough power for such a huge ride, but you turn it on and the Ferris wheel's lights activate and the cars start moving. As it does so, I point up at the at the guy who is at the top and then I slowly pull my thumb across my neck. <laughs> you were so anti-murder at the start of this room. <laughs> Before he caused all of this drama. It's the Mysaris energy. Yeah, it's just very homicidal. Uh, is he coming? Is that guy now coming down? No, he's actually sort on of a on a platform, platform up the top. Let's jump in a let's jump in the cart before it leaves, the empty one. Mm, yes. So yep. we can travel up. All right, the three of you and the gorilla jump into this cart. It, it's about the right space for the four of you. The Ferris wheel moves slowly, really painfully slowly. In the other cars, you see children of Mysaris glaring at you, their expressions grossly distorted by the wheel's flashing lights. And a few cars away, for the first time, you can see into one of them that was right near the top. Uh-huh. It's Derek. Derek? I He's- say, Derek! He's you unconscious. Have your badge. Actually, we you don't. We badge. gave it to the gorilla. <laughs> we You've been replaced you. by a gorilla! Look, he's unconscious, you hope. But you'll have to deal with that later because you're approaching the top of the wheel and the figure standing up there is almost within reach. There's a walkway that stretches almost all the way from the topmost car to the platform. It's a safety measure or for maintenance reasons, you're not sure. But you're just about in a position to clamber out to it. I clamber out to it. All right. So one after the other, Bill, David, Lisa, you get out of your car and you stagger onto this walkway. I stand for one second. We probably should have brought, like, a knife or something, right, guys? We got a gorilla and a badge. Oh, there's a pin on that badge. Yeah. Canonically, because I said I pin it yeah. to something earlier. It's, we'll stab him with that. It's been really useful in the past. I feel like I'm feeling good about our odds with it now. <laughs> yeah, all right. I take that pin and I I take the, the badge and I, I just like, open it. You know, the safety pin part of a badge? Absolutely. I open that and I just brandish this tiny pin. All right, look, my next line of my notes was, you look quite threatening. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, it's so windy up here, you just clutch the rails shakily <laughs> as you brandish a pin and carry a bear as close to you as you can. Hey, that's a gorilla. What did I say? You said it was a bear. Oh, my mistake. I'm so How sorry. How dare you? This is, this is really high. But the person at the other end isn't laughing or anything at your ridiculous appearance. Is they a mannequin? The Ferris wheel's lights flash once more and you see their face. It's a woman. Huh. Middle-aged and absolutely wicked looking. You have no doubt that this is the eldest child. Is this the mayor? She gives you a smile and says, I thought you were supposed to be locked up until the reforming had finished. But my assistant couldn't even get that right. <gasps> it's the mayor. I say, I, you killed Mayor Khalil and you're trying to kill everybody else and now I'm going to stab you slightly with this pin. She takes a step towards you. Why are you fighting this? You're one of us. All three of you are. You're going to be so much greater, so much more powerful than any of the humans down there. Ah, oh, stop being so problematic. Repent right this second and I'll ensure your punishment for your actions is minimal. She holds out her hand and waits for you to shake it. Aha! I was going to do the same. I say, look, I, you're right. Being a security guard, it's, it's never what I wanted to do. I wanted to be someone. I wanted to be powerful. I wanted to be like you, and, and now I can be. So, okay, put it there. I go to shake her hand. Her eyes glint as she believes you're agreeing to her deal. And as we grab, I pull her hand closer and I stab it with a pin. She screams and wrenches her hand back, but not before you see blood well up from the wound. <laughs> Hundreds of feet below you, the ground starts shaking. Way off on the other side of town, the ocean shifts. You breathe in and it's like a vacuum has been switched on. The thick saltiness is being dragged from the air. From the other cars, you hear the other children of Mysaris give cries of horror and dismay as they realize what's going on. Mayor Hollingsworth's face is filled with an inhuman rage. Her eyes are wild, her mouth is pressed into a beast-like snarl. And with a shriek, she lunges at you, Bill. Just as she does, another huge rumble comes from beneath the ground and everything, everything from the boats tied up at the yacht club to the roof of the movie studio to the Ferris wheel itself, just, it shakes everything. The walkway on which you stand shudders and sways like a tree branch in the strong wind. And Mayor Hollingsworth loses her footing. (gasps) 
She scrabbles for the railing, but it's no good. The shaking throws her over the side, and as she goes, she grabs David by the ankle. No! And both are flung from the walkway. Oh, well. David. Sacrifice is out to be made. You're falling. You're falling fast. I the ground is rushing grab, up to meet you. I quickly grab the, uh, the railing and continue to hold the gorilla. <laughs> the railing is completely out of your grip. You have fallen much too far for that. Is there anything you can do to stop your grisly death? Do you have Do you have anything? Does the gorilla help? Does the uh, uh, Is the gorilla a parachute? Use the gorilla like a parachute, or just yeah, fall on the gorilla. I suppose. <laughs> Surely the gorilla's just a cushion, right? Well, Bill and Lisa, you watch paralyzed from above as David rolls the enormous gorilla underneath him to brace for the horrible landing. And look, not gonna lie, David. It hurts. It hurts a lot. Not just the landing, but the landing of Mayor Hollingsworth right beside you on the gorilla's leg. And the emotional like pain sh- of having sacrificed the gorilla for your own safety. I look but you're down alive. at the gorilla, tears in my eyes, and I say, I'm sorry, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> and the gorilla says, okay. Okay. And then it shuts its eyes forever. <laughs> The gorilla sacrificed its life for you. Bill and Lisa, you descend the Ferris wheel the normal way, and you go to make sure that David's okay. Bill, when you get the chance, you also return to the wheel. The other children of Mysaris have already leapt off and scattered, so uh, nobody gets in your way as you find Derek. I pulled Derek from the Ferris wheel. You lie him down, you examine him for injuries. There's a really nasty bruise on his forehead, and a familiar smell lingers on his clothes that suggests he might have been drugged a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing else suggests that he's in immediate danger. In the distance, but not as distant as you might have expected, you hear sirens. The police? In town? Oh, the dome's gone! The barrier must be down. Maybe the apathy mist has dissipated too, and the residents of Peters Point have finally started freaking out. It's midnight and you're standing at the base of a big glowing Ferris wheel, which is a gigantic beacon that people are here when they shouldn't be. So probably fair enough that police might be headed your way. You should probably get out before you're arrested for trespassing. As security guards, this would be especially embarrassing. Yeah. So you haul Derek to his feet and David too. Meh Hollingsworth. Eh, you leave her where she is. Yeah, she can just be dead on the floor. She's not dying. She got the gorilla as well. Just, oh, okay. You know. In a little bit more of a painful way. <laughs> You'll tell the police about her probable involvement in Mayor Khalil's death tomorrow. I write, I get a piece of paper and I write cult leader and I just put it on her back. <laughs> <laughs> where, are you, where are you getting these items when I told you that you were stripped of all your belongings? Derek had them. Oh, perfect. Okay, understood. I mean, yeah, Mayor Hollingsworth will find it a lot harder c- to conduct cultish rituals from prison, so this should work out well. As you hurry home, Bill, you find yourself wondering if you'll get to keep the breathing underwater thing, because if nothing else, that was kind of cool. Mm, probably I mean, not. The other children of Mysaris just don't know how to appreciate the little things. 